The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Cooney. And today we're going to discuss highlights from Brighton SEO USA 2023. Joining us is Calvin Newman, who is the founder of Brighton SEO, which is Europe's largest search marketing conference that recently launched in the United States. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Today, Calvin and I are going to discuss highlights from Brighton, San Diego, 2023. Here's my conversation with Calvin Newman, the founder of Brighton SEO. Calvin, welcome to the Voices Search podcast. Hi, yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be back. It's, yeah, been a an exciting and busy few weeks since we last spoke. Yeah, it has been. And, you know, first and foremost, a huge thank you to having me join the conference. I personally had a phenomenal time attending the event, meeting some old faces and some new ones at the same time, and just really experiencing Brighton USA version, which really has, in my opinion, not only a great appeal for the SEO community, but for all digital marketers alike. So really excited to dive in and go through what we saw and experienced at the event. As a first question for you, Calvin, like just give me a Give me a general sense of the event, what you saw in the two-day event in San Diego, and then we'll go into maybe some highlights and sessions that you found to be remarkable. 
Yeah, well, we were really pleased with how it went. Yeah, for us, obviously, Brightness here has been running in the UK for, well, since 2010. So we've been running it for two times a year, most years, other than the years when we couldn't. So we've been running it for a long time in Brighton, which is sort of my hometown. And we get people from all over coming to that. And obviously that's you know, hugely successful for us and it's worked well. But yeah, it was quite a departure to go and do an event in a different city, to do an event in a different country and kind of launch that from scratch. So obviously we've been really fortunate over the years. We've had many people from the States come to visit the event, come to speak at the event you know sponsor and, and be involved in various ways so yeah we were very excited to bring it to the states and obviously san diego is a city i've really enjoyed spending time there in terms of as we were preparing for it and as the event was occurring as well so yeah it was really great to get everyone together we were really you know seemed to have a lot of the similarities in terms of style and feeling and i suppose vibe to use a kind of slightly silly word as the uk event which is obviously interesting because you know you're when you're doing an event that's been running for an, a large number of years and you get repeat attendees and all of this kind of thing, the vast majority of the people who were at the, the US event had never been to a Brighton SEO event before in person. Maybe have been to some of the online versions of things that we've done. So yeah, it was very exciting to feel that it had a similar, that we were able to bring across that feel. Because different events will have different like sort of approaches and uh, you know the atmosphere of them will vary and different people will appreciate different things and some will be very business-like some will be very you know kind of our sense to be quite friendly quite you know supportive and obviously it's got that kind of learning and knowledge sharing aspect of things and obviously that went well and yeah it's interesting because obviously as like an event organizer now an SEO originally but you know now predominantly working organizing events it's interesting about how the decisions you make when organizing events influence the feel and the effect and the impact of the event so you know that that was kind of pleasing for us as well so yeah and it was just great to see everyone together right it's this yeah amazing energy that comes from getting a group of people who have a shared interest together and in many cases have a shared history of, of friendship and you know support and knowledge sharing i'm sure for a lot of our listeners especially the us-based listeners they probably if you're in the seo community you probably heard about brighton seo happening in the US. You saw some sort of information about it on LinkedIn or Twitter or X or whatever it's called these days. The reality is you you got some media exposure about the event, but for those individuals who did not get a chance to attend, Kelvin, can you give us a little bit about the format, the structure of the event, how it was organized, and then let's go into a little bit about some of the sessions that actually took place. Yes, yeah, so it's a multi-track event. So again, sort of different from like MozCon or Search Love, which tend to, well, have been historically a single-track event. So there's choices of what you can go and see and go to. And the program that we had was largely, so we had like three rooms, and one room was very much search, so SEO-specific generally, maybe a bit of measurement and analytics, like a panel room. So that would have panel discussions or podcast recordings, and they were quite good for sort of like, a group of people sharing in kind of that more conversational way. And then a third track that included quite a lot of paid search and paid social, which obviously we were quite excited about as well, because that's a, you know, a part of the, despite the name being like SEO, PPC is quite a big part of how the event works in, in the UK. So we were keen to bring that community of people together as well. And obviously the paid search people, yeah, obviously very excited to be there as, as well as the, you know, people who do everything and the, the SEO people particularly, but that was interesting as well. So yeah, Lots of short talks, so none of the talks are more than 20 minutes in groups of three around a similar theme. And so, yeah, you know, generally we try to frame in quite a hands-on, practical, useful way of things. And obviously there's, you know, lots about AI, as you, you know, inevitably would expect of the direction of where marketing is going at the moment and where it's gone over the last six months. But what I really enjoyed about that is 
and maybe this is even a shift from, I don't know, six months ago when talking about AI, is far more practical or useful rather than kind of an abstract, here's what it could maybe sort of do or like all of this. It's like, hey, here's how we're using it. Here's how you need to consider it. Here's the impact it's making and the sort of changes that you might want to make to your marketing approach in doing that. So obviously that's quite good. And in the event itself, I also moderate one of the stages. So that's good in some ways because I'm there on one track. So I get that, you know, I'm there as part of the experience of the event, but it also gives me a good sense of like what people are actually talking about. And I, you know, I really enjoyed so many of the talks that were there and they did a really good job of exciting people and making them go away with like lots of things on the to-do list, which is often sort of the kind of thing. And particularly around some of those AI recommendations and tools that you can use in order to do that, that definitely worked well and seemed to be connected with people and giving them something to do. You know, Calvin, I personally enjoyed the fact that considering how large the event is and how many people attended, there were sessions where anyone could engage with the presenters. And that's what I really loved about it was that there were there were sessions that and breakouts that had, you know, more of an engaging feel, a learning feel where where we were actually like tearing down websites and taking questions from the audience to actually do SEO kind of teardowns. We also had larger meeting sessions where where we had major keynotes that that actually came down from the stage and was engaging with the audience and queued up 50 or 60 people just to answer individual questions. And I loved that. And I love that we were able to re-engage in that way, in that very human way. And that made it a ton of fun to, to be in that environment. And, and you've done a phenomenal job to create that at Brighton and, and bring it to the US. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, again, in that those, yeah, like events are really powerful in that way that you've got this ability to like connect with people personally and, and in a kind of a collective broadcast way as well, which I think is quite a compelling value proposition for events, really. And that's something that we try to bring into the program to do that. And again, it's usually about selecting the right sort of speakers, the speakers being the kind of people who want to have conversations with the, the audience. That's kind of their natural persuasion. And yeah, it definitely feels like different people in different stages of their career take different things away from events as well. And I think that's kind of useful for people in the industry and event organizers and, and people attending events to know is that, yeah, if you're like a head of SEO and you've been doing it 15 years, you know, that there, there's going to be talks that might have some value for you, but that's going to be very different to someone who's never been to an SEO event before. We had lots of people who were, you know, marketing generalists in San Diego who were coming along and that obviously they're going to take different, they're going to take a lot more from the kind of, you know, the talks that are broadcast there. But whereas if you're that kind of experienced person who has a very unusual edge case that you're dealing with, being able to go up and speak to someone who's got some experience in that space, or in many cases, not even the speakers. It's just the reality of different people being there who have different sets of experience that you can tap into and have conversations with. And often they're where the connections are forged or the, you know, you're able to ask a question then there, or you just get to know someone who two years down the line when you've got a particular question, you go, ah, oh, Jeff really knows a load about that particular subject. Let's go drop Jeff an email on LinkedIn. And, you know, you wouldn't have even come across Jeff if it had not been for that or Sarah or whatever it is that's the people that you're attracted to. I met at least five or six people that I've only seen through Zoom calls in person at Brighton. And I'm grateful to you for that because that, that, that means <laughs> a lot to me. And whether they're clients or SEOs that I've just been talking to for a long time, it was awesome to just meet them in person and have a chat or grab a beer or, or coffee. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I think SEO is an industry, well, search is an industry. I keep saying SEO, but I mean search more generally, you know, pay session analytics and all that stuff as well. But it's definitely an industry where 
that people are supportive of each other and there's huge value to be gained from having a network, having a like a peer group to work with. And like there's lots in the industry that does a really good job of facilitating that online, whether it be webinars, whether it be forum community, Slack channels, all that kind of thing. But being able to cement that in a kind of like, yeah, in person way is often, often quite powerful. It is. And I mean, you bring up a really important point, which is the core, whether it's SEOs or paid search experts, right? They're not really necessarily there to learn a ton from the sessions per se, right? There are always valuable sound bites, and we'll talk about some of those in, in my next question. But it's those next layers of the onion in the SEO community, the foundational members, the analytics members, the content marketers, the the editorial folks, the the developers or or engineering folks, those those foundational members, they learn a ton in these events and they gain tons of knowledge. And then there's the next layer of that onion, which is the the, the novices, right? Those newcomers to the SEO space. Or, or newcomers in the sense that they may be responsible for SEO, for like a Shopify site, or for some sort of a business uh, or, or, or news outlet, never really exposed to SEO before, these events become incredibly valuable. And I spoke to a lot of folks at the event who were who never been to an SEO event before, worked in SEO, but not necessarily directly in SEO role, didn't have SEO in their title per se, and they were just wowed by it, right? They just consumed so much information at the event. It's also really like a, any like event that does this in any industry, but if you if it does its job well, I think you'll kind of come away kind of like motivated and excited by all the energy that everyone else has, and it that can become quite sort of infectious for want of a better description. Where it's like if you can see these speakers on stage having a really good time, being really excited to tell you the thing that they've just learned about, or the people in the audience kind of yeah going up to ask those questions, it kind of gives you a sense of yeah like this is an exciting interesting area to be working in and i think i feel that as like a you know one of my jobs is to do is to make people who work in the search industry more excited about working in the search industry and that if i can do that successfully we've probably done a good job as well there so yeah bringing people together and getting them away excited is often quite good and there's lots of different ways that'll happen but yeah it can be sometimes quite an isolating experience if you're like you're the only person working in a digital marketing or you're the only search marketer or you're working in a hybrid or remote environment where you don't necessarily get to catch up with people as frequently as you'd like it's that can be good for that 100 percent. let's transition to a few highlights from the event would love for you to just share with me some of the the key highlights that you got to experience at Brighton SEO San Diego? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the opening session in stage I was moderating was really, really strong. So we had Mike King, Brittany Mueller, and Nikki Lamb, who all did free talks. And it's kind of largely under like search and AI is sort of the topic. And they took quite different approaches of how they framed it and the approaches that they got. All the slides are available online as well. So it's worth doing there as well. And I think Brittany also recorded her talk as a kind of a webinar thing afterwards as well. And yeah, that was really exciting because it did sort of like, it made real some of the opportunities around AI and how it interacts with search. But I was saying quite, you know, it was realistic, but also optimistic and exciting. And I think that's like, it didn't feel too hypey. Sometimes I think like these future gazing ones can sometimes go a bit far in that direction. So that was a really strong opening. I mean, when we were programming, we thought it would be, but like it really blew me away how all three speakers were better than I thought they were going to be. And I already had really high expectations of what they were going to do. So that's always good as an organizer. So I definitely recommend checking out those slides on on those ones. I mean, of all of them, but those, those three particularly. And on the second day, we opened with kind of a session. It was meant to be a bit more Q&A than it actually materialized, but from Danny Sullivan at Google. 
Um, so search liaison and obviously used to run search engine land, used to run search engine watch before that and SMX and SES for those of us who have been around for, for that long. So Danny's obviously like known the industry very, very well and then stepped into Google and not really done lots of events with his kind of Google hat on. So obviously we were really pleased to have him along. And then obviously it was a really interesting sort of like insight to his challenges and Google's challenges. And particularly in light of like, I'm, I'm not sure if everyone who listens will have come across this article that was in the Verge website beforehand, but Danny was interviewed in that and the, the piece was perhaps a bit critical of both Google and the search industry. So that provided a sort of bit of context for, for Danny's experience. And obviously he was quite animated by that. And yeah, it was quite a, an exciting piece. And obviously that, that gave us a kind of like, well, here's Google's version or Danny's version of that kind of piece that like, you know, resonated quite widely but also gave a real sense of the direction in which google are headed and the pace in which things are going to change and like there was you know there's sort of like a long-running joke about how frequently google updates are rolling out at the moment but or how long at this point <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 when are they not rolling out is i think more the kind of thing but yeah i definitely got the sense from danny that that's like not a one-off that's the direction of travel and there's quite a lot going to be happening there and that's obviously exciting for us as you know, it's kind of worrying on the one hand because you've got to deal with this, but also, yeah, a dynamic environment in the search results is probably a good opportunity for people who are working in natural search. And obviously, there's a, there's an equal amount of um, innovation and change going on in the paid search world that, yeah, is opportunities to do things in a slightly better way than we would have done a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So your highlights, Kelvin, from Brighton SEO San Diego are spot on. And I loved the opening keynote session. It was phenomenal. It was a great way to kick things off. And to your point, Danny's was just a remarkable opportunity to really reconnect as an SEO with not only someone who's really helped grown the industry, but also is a huge contributor to where we're going today. But I found Danny's session also to be a little bit tricky because it was very heavy SEO, right? It was very focused on the industry and what's happening in the industry and, and specifically the news that's surrounding the industry. And, you know, I'd love to get from you maybe some of the highlights for someone who isn't an SEO or someone who supports the SEO industry, like a content writer or marketer, what they should take away from Danny's session. 
Yeah. What was really powerful, I think, the message from me from Danny's kind of conversation was the what Google have always been looking for and kind of in their mind, at least, the consistency in that journey. So it's always been about, well, how do we help our users fulfill their needs? And like, obviously, there's a huge amount of detail on how you go about doing that. But certainly that was like something you really hammered home. And I think something that's probably a really helpful lesson for anyone, no matter what shade of like digital or online marketing that you're involved in, which is ultimately that it's useful to understand the systems, the patterns, how the search engines or how a social media site or how like any of these kind of platforms that we might be interacting with, they're all going to have their own foibles. They're all going to have their own things that like uniquely fits that platform. But fundamentally, you shouldn't ever lose sight of who you're ultimately trying to speak to right which is your users or your customers and yeah i think that really stood out for me that it was one of those in google's mind that's what they've always wanted to do and that's what they're always going to continue to do so if you're going in with a kind of a user first user centric kind of philosophy or mentality you'll be very well placed in order to you know do well in the future obviously you've got to understand the context of how google are presenting their search results the equivalent i suppose would be like whatever the the youtube algorithms favoring or the tiktok you know trends or patterns or formats that are doing well but yeah ultimately never lose sight of who you're ultimately trying to speak to no doubt i agree with that 100 percent, and i felt that was one of the most important components of what danny was trying to say is that no matter how much the future of Google search changes. No matter how many new AI terms we come up with in the next year, it's still going to be at the core about the user and how we create something that's engaging and powerful to them. And that to me stood out because it does mean that the Google community, the Googlers who are building this product, how they're thinking about leveraging the content and the experiences that we as SEOs and webmasters and engineers all build every day. Shifting gears here, Calvin, let's talk about a few, you know, highlights in a different term from a different lens. It's a two-day event, and I'd love to get a little bit of your perspective on some of the data points from the event, how you felt the attendance was, what the community was like there at Brighton in San Diego this year. Yeah, so I mean, it's interesting. So one thing that people who may not be familiar with how the event operates is that we give away or like you can access the event for free for many people. So essentially, it's a freemium business, a bit like you might have like a SaaS business being a freemium business. So we give away a whole heap of, you apply for free tickets. And those free tickets get you for a single day's access. You can go to just the Thursday or just the Friday. Next time around, it's going to be a Tuesday and Wednesday. So you're like a single day ticket. You can then eventually they run out but you can also buy a two-day ticket so if you want to go for if you get a single day ticket and you want to go for two or you just don't want to worry about the whole application process and how they're all divvied out you can just buy two tickets and you get a few extra perks with that so you get like a t-shirt you know a few bits and pieces like a nice goodie bag and then we also do training on top so you might pay for three days worth of content you get extra like a specific day on a particular topic but inevitably when you're kind of giving something away for free you're never quite sure you know, precisely how many of those people who claim those tickets are they going to be able to attend, particularly in San Diego, there are people traveling from all over. We have people with tickets in the UK, in Brazil, and, you know, Canada, and all, every, like, I don't think we had every state. I think we had, like, about 40 of the, yeah, 40 of the 50 states. So we did quite well on that regard. But you're never really sure who's going to turn up. And, like, you know, there's a tension when playing an event like that about what the, the ratios can be. But what was really exciting for us is that the, the proportion of people who attended. So we had, we had over a 1,000 people over the over the two days. But far more people attended, like, from people who were registered to attend to people who showed up 
at the event was much higher than we expected. So that's like good. Initially, the first thing on the when we first opened and people couldn't get into the main stage, a little bit of attention there. But obviously, that's good for us moving forward. And it does also mean that when we're kind of planning, like actually, rather than say in the UK, we might get, I don't know, 50, 60 percent of people who register for a free ticket attend, whereas in the States, it's more like 75 percent. You know, so like for us, when we're planning, we need to like allocate accordingly. So we can't like, if we've got room for, a, you know, 2,000 people in the UK, we might have gone, okay, well, we need 4,000 people registered. We can't do that in the States because there'll be too many people who want to come if the numbers hold up. So that's obviously hugely exciting. For us, that's like an indication that people really want to attend as well. And yeah, so that's kind of a good sign on, on that front. And yeah, it certainly seems to be that there's, yeah, a real mixture of people who are attending. I think that might shift a bit next time around i think we're hoping we'll get more in-house attendees next time around because in fairness i think like our existing audience the people who maybe attended before or sort of on the speaking circuit who sort of known us by that means tend to be a bit more agency focused so i'm going to specifically target that as a group of people we want to be reaching out to but i would expect more generally as the word spreads and like to more in-house people and particularly more paid search people that's something that we're really excited to do more on the paid search elements of the program did really well this time had a really decent audience but i think there's yeah a real opportunity and because it is quite different in terms of the natural search side of things you you have got mozcon and you know that's continuing to do very good stuff pubcon's a bit more seo focused and paid search focused so the, the events exist already it's not necessarily I think there's a lot of opportunity for good paid search content um, that perhaps isn't currently served now that HeroConf isn't around. That is really remarkable. And I'm so glad to hear that you had phenomenal attendance that first day. And it's a great way to start off the event. And I felt like the community and the crowd was just really amped up that first day. It just felt the energy, you could feel it in the room as, as you walked around and, and you talked to people about what they were learning and what they were seeing and hearing. And a little bit slower after the karaoke party on the first night, though, I'll be honest. <laughs> the, the, but, you know, but not, not too bad, considering how much fun people seem to be having at the party that night. So I'm always kind of pleasantly surprised that people rock up after a pretty enjoyable evening out sometimes. 100%. So... Transitioning to how these things happen, right? These these big events in, in our space or really in any industry don't happen by themselves. We'd love to get your perspective, Kelvin, on maybe some shout outs and folks that you'd like to share some appreciation to that help make this event happen. Yeah, I mean, generally, we're obviously hugely thankful for our speakers. So that's a huge amount of, well, that's why people are attending largely is to kind of hear the talks. And obviously, like we, many of the speakers here we've worked with before or like in various ways shapes and forms so obviously them putting themselves forward and you know preparing talks which is usually a pretty significant amount of effort that goes into those so obviously thankful for them obviously thankful to our sponsors so again something that like is a big part of the value proposition the the event is that there's an expo hall and we've got many really great sponsors there they might be agencies they might be technology providers and they give me a lot of free stuff away which is obviously like pretty good as an attendee but it's also can be quite an effective time to if you're considering switching the software that you use to do your crawls or to do your rank check it tracking or whatever it is it can be quite an effective way to kind of see three or four of those tools in one sitting so that can work quite well but particularly the team i mean like the reality is is that I'll be standing up on stage or doing these talks about it in podcasts. And obviously, like, usually if we've done a good job, people are saying lots of lovely things about it to us. But obviously the team who are a little bit more behind the scenes are, like, huge. Well, that, that They make the event happen. So and there was a core group of those who travelled over from the UK. So that was um, Ninzi, Lindsay Jones, Tom Bailey, who's been with us as long as Brighton Issio has, you know, been a proper thing. 
Joe Walters, who does all the social media and comm stuff. Dre, who obviously deals with all our sponsors and exhibitors, and like the event would not work. They, they weren't involved in it commercially. So huge responsibility there as well. And Charlene, who many of you will know from many other search events, who's joined us to support the event as well with Ryan. So yeah, it was a really good team there that like, made it possible and yeah it's it's been an exciting one because obviously like if you've been doing a thing in it you know in any career or whatever it is if you've done something with a similar output for a long period of time trying to do something that's quite a departure from that is a challenge it was stressful but hugely rewarding when you're able to get it right Absolutely. You all definitely got it right. So I personally enjoyed it. And I've been to many of these events and, and, and I was remarkably impressed with what was put together at Brighton SEO in San Diego. So let's leave our listeners with, with this last note. Like, are you all coming back? What can our listeners do to attend the event in the future? And where can they attend the event in the future? Yeah, so we're back in San Diego. We're the 19th and 20th of November, which isn't Thanksgiving week. <laughs> so Thanksgiving is a bit later next year, as we've had a few people kind of go, isn't that Thanksgiving week? It's like, no, no, it's, 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 it's comfortably ahead of that. It's busy one if you're an e-commerce PPC, but yeah, it, it's, it's uh, comfortably around that. So we're back in San Diego in November next year. The weather was absolutely incredible. And yeah, from what we've been able to believe, it's like that every year around. So if you're in a slightly colder bit of the world, it's very nice for those reasons. But yeah, so we'll, do the whole um, ticket free ticket release stuff. We're doing that kind of towards the end of January. So if people want to attend on a free ticket, they can do that. They can buy a ticket now if they want, but the free bit will be a bit later. But the one thing I would particularly like to highlight to the people who are listening to the podcast is that we're looking for speakers. So like we've got a form up on the website. The URL, if people want to go, is up brightonseo.com forward slash pitch. And yeah, if you've got an idea for a talk, that's where to submit it. And the things I would say to people is like, if you've never spoken at an event before and it's just something you've always wanted to do, We'd love to hear from you. We're not looking for people who have gone, yeah, I've got 20 years of speaking experience. I've spoken of these. That's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is like, have you got a specific compelling idea that you'd like to talk about? And like the narrower, the niche, the the more practical that is, that's what we're you know desperate for as event organizers. We're not kind of going, who's got the biggest Twitter following or LinkedIn following. We're kind of going, who's got the most compelling idea that's different to what we've seen before. And we've tended to find that in many cases that can come from people who like maybe doing their first ever bit of public speaking or like early on in their speaking career. And we offer quite a bit of support in terms of mentors and training and like support around slide design that like hopefully makes people who are getting into the speaking about their job makes it easier for them. And obviously that's a good thing to do because everyone learns from, yeah, that kind of contribution process. So I definitely encourage people to put themselves forward. Awesome. That's a great place for us to wrap up this episode of the Voices Search podcast. Thank you to Kelvin Newman, the founder of Brighton SEO for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from Kelvin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter X, where his handle is at Kelvin Newman, or visit his website, brightonseo.com. Okay, thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. 
For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 